0: Kahani! Namaste! Welcome back! This is Divyanti and Sanghitanti and we're so excited to share a new Kahani with you today. Divyanti, Ramzan Mubarak!
1: Wait, what did you just say? I said Ramzan Mubarak! It is how Muslims greet each other at the beginning of the holy month of Ramzan. In India, they refer to the month of Ramadan as Ramzan. This year, Ramzan started just last week on April 13.
0: Oh, that's so cool that they have a greeting for the holy month of Ramzan. Did you know Islam follows a lunar calendar, and the ninth month of this calendar is the holy month of Ramzan? As January is the name of a month on the American calendar, Ramzan is a month on the Islamic calendar. Can you tell us a little bit about Ramzan? Well, during
1: Ramzan, Muslims around the world don't eat or drink from dawn to sunset for a month. When the sun sets, they break their fast with a date and water. Then they have a meal called iftar. The end of the 30-day period is marked by a festive celebration called Eid ul-Fatir. This day is celebrated by visiting friends and families and exchanging gifts and giving money to the kids, called Eidi.
0: Oh, that sounds like so much fun. but. Talking about fasting, do the kids fast also? Younger children usually don't fast for Ramzan, but they do
1: participate in other ways. They may save money to donate. They may help cook
0: meals for breaking the day's fast or read the Quran with the family in the evening. Oh, I just love that each member of the family can participate in their own way. You know, I just thought about it. The Islam calendar is shorter than the calendar we follow, known as the Gregorian calendar. This means Ramzan begins about 10 to 12 days earlier each year, allowing it to fall in every season in its 33 year cycle. So that means Ramzan can fall in the summer, which means the sun rises early and sets late. So fasting is a really long time. Now that's gotta require some willpower. You know what, Divyanti? I am so glad you
1: mentioned willpower. Willpower is having the strength from within to accomplish what is needed. Too fast, willpower is needed. Ramzan is a spiritual time to practice compassion, self-reflection,
0: and willpower. Oh, I remember compassion from a previous episode. It's recognizing the suffering of others and then taking the action to help them. Self-reflection is to look at yourself and see if you've been good or bad this
1: year. Just like when Santa asks, have you been good or bad this year?
0: You are asking yourself that question. Willpower comes in during the fasting. Fasting isn't just a physical fast from food and water. It's a cleansing experience, both physically and spiritually. Like other religions, fasting is an opportunity to separate yourself from the things of this world and really to concentrate on your relationship with God and become closer to Him. In Islam, Allah is the one and only God.
1: To summarize, the holy month of Ramzan is a time for Muslims to build self-discipline, to develop compassion, and cleanse themselves spiritually and physically.
0: It seems like to accomplish all of this, mindfulness is needed in practice during Ramzan. Mindfulness is the practice of noticing what is happening right now by taking notice of how your body feels and what you see, smell, taste, and notice what your mind is doing. There's a quote by Buddha. Our life is
1: shaped by our mind. We become what we think. So during this month, Muslims concentrate on their relationship with God to think good, see good, and do good and setting an intention to carry this
0: through the year. So without further ado, here's the story of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called the first revelation. In this story, we'll be saying Sallallahu Wasallam anytime we say the Prophet Muhammad's name. And we'll be saying Alayhi wasalam, when we say an angel or any other Prophet's name. Both of these words mean, peace be upon him. When Prophet
1: Muhammad was young, he was really intelligent and humble. His honesty, bravery, justice, patience, and friendship attracted everyone. Whenever he was alone, he was deep in thought about God's creation. He was curious to know about the creator of the world. When Prophet Muhammad, was 38 years old, he decided to spend more time alone in Mount Hira, which was about two miles away from Mecca. Mecca is now the holiest place for Muslims because it was the birthplace of Prophet Muhammad. There was a cave on top of Mount Hira. He spent the whole month of Ramzan in the cave, deep in thought about who the real God was. After Ramzan ended, he went back home. During the next year, he also spent a month of Ramzan inside Cave Hira meditating. As time passed, he started visiting the cave more often. He would only return when his dry food was finished. Then his wife would pack him more food. Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi would go back to Cave Hira. Six months before his prophethood, God started to show him several dreams. And later, these dreams did come true. The fact that his dreams would all come true was one of the signs of his prophethood. During that time, he spent several days and nights in that cave. And this habit of his continued for three years. In the third year, during the month of Ramzan, when Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam was around 40 years old, God selected him as the last and final prophet of all mankind. This was on the 21st of Ramzan, just before sunrise. It was the year of 610. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was deep in meditation. Suddenly, Angel Jibril Allahi Sallam, came in front of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said to him, Ikra. Meaning? Read. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, became very scared and replied, I cannot read. The angel hugged him hard. After he released him, and the angel asked him again to Ikra. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, replied, But I cannot read. For the third time, the angel hugged him again. After
0: releasing him, the angel said, Read in the name of your Lord and your Creator, Allah, who created everything in the universe. When the angel said these
1: words to Prophet Muhammad, that was the moment when the angel revealed to him the five sentences from the holy book of Quran. And these were the first verses ever to be revealed to Prophet Muhammad. This miracle was that he could easily memorize anything that angel would show him, word by word, letter by letter. Seeing the Holy Spirit, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, started shaking in fear. He immediately returned home and asked his wife, Hazrat Khadija, to hold him and cover him tightly. When he calmed down, he told her everything that happened to him. Hazrat Khadija comforted him by replying,
0: don't worry, you're a good person, you're truthful, you help others, so Allah will protect you.
1: Then Hazrat Khadija decided
0: to take him to
1: her very old cousin, Barkha ibn Afal. He was a very wise and educated man. He could read, and in those days, if you could read, then you were like a professor. Imagine that. Barkha was the follower of Prophet Jesus. Salam and his holy book, the Bible. After hearing Prophet Muhammads Sallallahu wasallam's story of what happened in the cave of Hira, Barqa immediately realized that Prophet Muhammad, wasallam, was the final and the last prophet who was mentioned in the Bible. Barqa proclaimed that the angel, the Prophet Muhammad, wasallam, encountered in the cave of hira was the same angel Jabriel, alayhi as who had come to prophet musa alayhi as remember the 10 commandments we talked about in christianity those commandments were revealed to prophet musa also known as moses alayhi as-salam
0: Barakad then warned prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam Your people will persecute you and expel you when you start spreading the truth to the world." Prophet Muhammad was very
1: surprised to hear this.
0: My people are going to oppose me?
1: Barakha replied,
0: Yes, in the past, anyone who has come with something similar to what you have brought was treated with hostility. If I'm still alive when this happens, I will definitely support you. Unfortunately, few days later,
1: Varkha died. Many days passed and the angel did not return. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam became very worried and sad, but he still continued meditating in the name of Allah. One day after his prayer in the cave of Hira, he was walking home. Suddenly, Angel Jibril, Alaihi called Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by the name and said, O oh, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam you are the messenger of God. Prophet Muhammad was surprised and saw the angel who was very very big. The prophet was very scared to see him like that and so he ran to his home. Hazrat Khadija held and covered him tightly with a blanket. After he cooled down, Allah told him to remove the blanket and go to the people and tell them about Allah's orders, which were the sentences from the Holy Book of Quran. This is how Prophet Muhammad became the chosen one to spread Islam.
0: Now I understand why Ramzan became a holy month. The Prophet practiced mindfulness and fasting, which allowed him to minimize distractions and focus on his connection with God.
1: Through regular mindfulness practice, we can tune into the peace, kindness, wisdom, love and compassion which lies in the present moment. To practice mindfulness, just think about what you're doing in the present moment. When reading a book, truly just read the book. Read the words. Think about the words. Do not worry about the conversation in the other room. Have you heard the saying, I got lost in the book? Same concept when you're washing your hands, just wash your hands. When you're doing your chores, just do your chores. You will be surprised at how well you do.
0: Oh, I like that. When we practice mindfulness, we can tune into our other qualities like kindness and compassion. This reminds me of a story called Mysterious Helping Hands. They had both been saving their money all year long. Iram, who was seven years old, sat on her bed and dumped out her money jar. Coins ran all over the blanket. Iram said, gathering her money into a pile. This is a lot of money. Amma says we're
1: supposed to help someone. She wants us to think about how much we have and then think of someone who doesn't have very much and do something nice for them. Dump
0: out your jar, Amir. The coins came spilling out of his jar onto his bed. Amir excitedly said, Wow, we can do a lot for someone with all this money. This is such a special time of year. I'm glad we can help others. Iram reminded him, We have to do it secretly, Amir,
1: remember? We have to pick someone and do something very nice without them
0: knowing it is from us. Who should we pick? Amir had been thinking about this and had the perfect answer. Let's pick our neighbors, Rashid and Fatima. I noticed they had holes in their shoes. Iram loved this idea. That's such a great idea, Amir. We could buy some new shoes for them. They aren't as blessed as we are. We have lots of shoes, don't we? Amer answered, smiling. I have three pairs. you have more. Let's buy some new shoes for them, this Ramzan. Iram and Amir found their Amma. She was busy washing some dates. She saw her children come into the kitchen. I'm going to make some baklava tonight, children. She said, knowing her family loved to eat that during Ramzan. Abba is in the mosque in
1: prayer. When he comes home after the sun sets, we'll all have some. In the meantime, you two look like you have something on your minds, do you? Iram
0: couldn't wait to share their idea with Amma.
1: We want to help the poor Amma. Anna and I have been saving our money all year long
0: and we want to help Rashid and Fatima, our neighbors. Amir interrupted with excitement. We want to buy them some shoes. Amma smiled at her beautiful children. She was so proud of them. Amir knew Amma had not had anything to eat or drink since dawn that morning due to Ramzan fasting. Aren't you hungry, Amma? Amma explained. I'm a little bit,
1: but this is good for me. Don't worry about me, child. When you're older, you will understand more and will be able to fast too. Would you like me to take you to the store to buy the shoes? Iram was so excited.
0: Would you, Amma? Would you? Is that all right? Amma proudly replied. They walked to the shoe store and went inside. Iram picked out a pair of shoes for Fatima and Amir picked out a pair of shoes for Rashid. They were both so proud they'd saved their money so they could do this to help. Later, they went home and wrapped the shoeboxes in plain brown paper. They waited anxiously for the night to come. It would be dark and they could deliver their gifts. The sun began to drop behind the horizon. A little while later, Abba came home. He and Amma had some dal and a tomato and cucumber sandwich. Amma called to her children. Here Amma come and have some baklava and some fresh dates. The children came running into the kitchen. Amma cut them a big piece. They gobbled it down quickly as they were anxious to do their good deed. Slow down, children, Abba said. It was soon dark outside. Amma had the children go and get the boxes they'd wrapped so carefully. They put on their coats and walked quietly to Rashid and Fatima's house. Amma whispered, All right, children,
1: we must be very quiet and very fast. Amir, you knock on the door, and then run over here to this bush, where Iram and I will
0: be hiding. We'll watch as they come and find their gifts. Iram and Amir giggled with delight. Iram and Amah hid, and Amir tiptoed to the door. He put both of the boxes on the porch and knocked hard. And then he ran and ran and ran as fast as he could to where Iram and Amah were. Amah whispered, "Shh! Someone opened the door." They watched as Rashid and Fatima came out onto the porch. Rashid cried out with excitement. Look, there's presents for us. Someone left them here. He and Fatima looked around. It was dark and they couldn't see anyone. They picked up the boxes and took them inside. After a minute or two, waiting to make sure they wouldn't be seen, Amma, Amir and Iram snuck quietly back into their house. Amir started laughing. Amma, Amma, we did it. We snuck up and left the presents. Iram added, They didn't see us, Abba. They didn't know it was us. She was laughing too. Amma and Abba stood back and looked at their children. They were so proud of them. They knew their children, knew the real meaning of giving and sacrifice. The next morning, as Amma, Abba, Iram and Amir went to the car to drive into town, they saw Rashid and Fatima playing outside. They were both wearing their brand new shoes. Nobody said a thing. Iram and Amir just smiled because it was one of the best Ramzans for them.
1: I like how Amir had mindfully paid attention and noticed his friends didn't have good shoes, which made them want to help someone else. There's a quote by St. Francis of Assisi. In giving, we receive. Iram and Amir gave an anonymous secret gift to Fatima and Rashid. They did not expect anything in return. But in return, their heart was filled with joy and happiness.
0: So, Ramzan is like the rain, it nourishes the seeds of good deeds. When we start living mindfully, we can nourish the seeds of good deeds throughout the year. So, are you guys ready for the fun fact?
1: Fun fact Muslims say, Assalamu alaikum, when they greet each other. This means, peace be upon you. When someone greets them back, they say, which means peace be upon you too. If prophets were in our presence, we would say assalamualaikum to them, but they're not here. Out of respect for them, we say which means peace be upon them. When we say peace be upon you, you are wishing the person
0: peace, happiness, and joy in life. Kudah hafiz is a goodbye greeting, which means may God protect you. Thank you for listening to this week's Kahani. Please stay tuned for our future Kahani's. Kuda Hafiz!
1: Kahjar kahani